Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to this episode of The Professor Travel. I am your host, The Professor Travel. This is a site where we go together to learn more about different site locations, different travel locations that you want to go to, uh, where we discuss more as a community, where we travel and share that information together so we can enjoy it together as a community. You can always find me on my website at theprofessortravel.com, where you can also find me is also on YouTube and Facebook at The Professor Travel. On Instagram, you can find me at the underscore professor underscore travel. You can also find me through Twitter at the professor tr1 and at if you're a blogger that is at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today I am so privileged and honored to be joined by a couple. You're my first couple interview. Congratulations! Uh, <laughs> this is our visiting professors today, Professor Keisha Rome and Professor Roger Rome. Say hi to the rest of the students. Hello. <laughs> so, um, so I used to work with Roger, and I'm very privileged to be joined by Keisha today. So, um, for the for the benefit of my students, can you tell us a little bit about your credentials? Um, maybe some of your educational background, and maybe some places that you traveled before. Sure. Happy Monday. My name is Keisha Rome. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, my background is in industrial organizational psychology. So I have my undergraduate degree from Bowie State University in psychology and business administration. I um, did a lot of research at Michigan State University as well as within the Baltimore, Washington metropolitan area. And then I pursued my master's degree at the University of Baltimore in the field of industrial organizational psychology, where I do a lot of research as it relates to human resources, human capital, and the whole employee life cycle as it relates to a happy and productive worker tends to be a uh, more engaged worker that helps with the overall mission of the organization and or work unit. Um, I am a federal government employee and I work for the Social Security Administration. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, places I've traveled, so I've been to West Africa, oh. Ghana. I have been to Jamaica, Riviera Maya, Cancun, Orlando, Florida. And Barcelona, which is what we're going to be talking about and today. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And Roger, are you pretty much uh, coinciding with that same information? She's a good influence on you.
lot of places in the Caribbean, uh, Hawaii for our honeymoon, um, Dallas, Texas. I like to go to a game every once in a while. We because New York is in, in driving distance from us. We, we like to drive to Manhattan a lot, and then we'll we'll hop around New York City uh, a bit. Um, but other than that, yeah, we just recently came back from Jamaica. We've been to Cabo, we've been to uh, Cancun a number of times, and just about anywhere, uh, just about every place in the Caribbean. There's only a very few small places we haven't been uh, in in the Caribbean, but just about everywhere in, in that in, on the, in that region. Uh, of the globe. <laughs> Perfect. And actually, I'm glad you said that because I'm actually taking my first trip to the Caribbean probably, um, I think it's going to be mid-March of this next year. So, wish me luck on that. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, that'll be great. I love, I, love, I, love, I love every time I go to the Caribbean. Aw, uh, thank so, you so much. Anywhere down there is beautiful. Aw, uh, thank you. So, um, what we are here today to discuss is Spain, specifically Barcelona or Barcelona as they sometimes refer to it. Um, can you tell me a little bit about why you decided to go to Barcelona? Uh, well, it started, it was originally a trip to um, Dominican Republic mm-hmm. in the summertime, but with all the, the problems that we were hearing about there, um, my wife and I didn't feel like, didn't feel comfortable traveling to the, D, the DR at that time. So we canceled that trip, but it was a group of us going, the same group pretty much that uh, wound up going to Barcelona with us, uh, or us with them. Um, and because we canceled that trip, they said, hey, we're also going to be going to Spain in November with some other friends of theirs. So the, the Dominican Republic group tagged on to our friend group and headed to Barcelona. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. And um, tell me, what, how long in advance did you plan for this? Like, what was the timelines? Uh, so I would say we canceled... DR in July, and we secured this in August, okay. and we traveled in November. November. So, so, three, four months. That's a very quick turnaround for travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess it was I guess it was very motivating, though. Um, and just, again, just so my students are also aware, because um, I've been to Barcelona before as well, there was no real restrictions as far as you don't need a visa to go there, you don't need a travel medications or any kind of thing like that, correct? No. Perfect. Awesome. So let's start to talk about preparing for this trip. Um, what kind of stuff did you pack? And like, what kind of weather were you expecting? So Roger is very into um, <laughs> all things global in terms of activities and weather and things of that nature. So I believe you kept on checking the forecast a couple weeks in advance. And it yeah. seems to have the sim- similar weather as we were having or we were experiencing in Maryland. Okay. So similar to how we were already dressed in Maryland is how we dressed there, with the exception of we forgot a couple stars. Um, oh. But other than that, exactly, I think it was mid sixties. Okay. Um, it was about fifty five on average. Sorry. So but just, not a winter jacket, but a fall jacket, you were fine. So a hoodie would have been okay for that? Yep, we wore yeah. hoodies. Okay, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. Um, now, did you need any type of uh, like um, sunscreen or mosquito repellent or anything like that? No, um, it wasn't really sunny in, uh, in Spain when we were there. Okay. I don't know, just because it was November, but it wasn't really sunny, so there was, there was really no need for any uh, 
sunscreen or skin color or anything like that. I know some people so, like to wear that all time, like at all times as much as they possibly can, but it just, I guess, depends on whether or not you, you need that as part of your regimen. So. Right. So we did need it there, but we did need washcloths. So I did have <laughs> extra washcloths, which he was very appreciative of. Um, <laughs> and I did some research on different cultures and things of that nature. While the hotel did have washcloths available, they were not already in the room, but because I uh, packed them, mm-hmm. we had them at our fingertips at all times. Yeah, okay. I did pick up chemistry. They didn't, they didn't uh, give you washcloths. You had to ask for it. Oh. So we had towels and hand towels, but you had to ask for washcloths, which I thought was kind of strange. That, that, that is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for doing that research. <laughs> so so you guys left out of BWI, correct? Okay, perfect. So, did you Uber to get there? Did you take a shuttle to get there? Did you have relatives drop you off there? Did you park there? How did you, what was this parking situation like? So, we live in Columbia, Maryland, and we went to, as you mentioned, BWI. So, it's approximately about 20 minutes from our house. Our parents dropped us off at the airport, so we were able, so let me back up. So, we left pretty late. Well, not late, but it was like in the evening after school. Mm-hmm. So, our daughter was still in school, so... Grandma picked up our daughter from school. Aww. Granddaddy um, took our car. We drove to his house, and he took us to the airport. That would um, be a convenience for him out of courtesy for taking us to use our car and our gas. Mm-hmm. But then also, we didn't have to pay for um, parking at the airport. That's so our grandma was picking our daughter up. He took us in our vehicle to the airport, dropped our vehicle back off, and he picked us up as well. That's and good. Also, the poor parents are in good health, so we have a a good support system and, and we all live close to each other so they can uh, they can help us when we want to travel they can travel with us. That's great. And it's a lot of it's a lot of saving of money as well for 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 you guys and also to have that support system really helps, you know, with the kids and that way you guys get a little bit of alone time when you get out and um yeah, yeah that's, and that's that's always nice. So, um which airline did you guys decide to fly on? So, I have what I'm showing right here is our it was um, Air Canada. Okay. We went from Baltimore to Toronto, okay. and then Toronto straight to Barcelona. Okay, and what was, what was the stopover time length in uh, Toronto? Toronto, that was a couple hours. Um, I would say two and a half hours, because remember, right. remember it was snowing there, and we thought we were going to be delayed, but we weren't. So that was about two hours. That's always a concern when I travel north in the wintertime is I'm always concerned about, okay, if I go through a location where there's where it's snowing, yeah, exactly. It's like, am I going to be delayed? Do I need to like plan for this kind of stuff in advance? It, right. It's kind of tough sometimes. So you can't really plan for that stuff, really. You um, cannot. Canada was covered in snow. Toronto was covered in snow when we got there. But you guys didn't leave the airport at all, right? They treat you well. Actually, I was going to ask you, um, what was the seating like? Because I know, Roger, you are not a tiny guy. You, you definitely are tall, much taller than I am. So. Not at all. It was, it was a little tight, but, um, you know, I was able to make it. You know, it, 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 was, it was a little tight. I, I, we looked at the, uh, 
upgrades to business class and first class, but um, we decided to uh, stay with the seats that we had. Get that uh, money on our block. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the seating, it wasn't bad. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm about 6'2", above 250, so I was able to... uh, and 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 for the recording purposes, I'm letting my, all my students know when I'm talking about a bigger guy. I'm talking about taller, not girth wise. Believe me, he, he's. Well, no, I just, you know, I, I, I'm not kidding. I, I'll say that. Dude, I just lost sixty pounds. Believe me, I, I get it. So, um, <laughs> um, so so when you arrived, it, well, first off, I'm so happy you guys got an opportunity to sleep on the flight. I have problems with doing that it's a real challenge for me. So the fact that you even got there and had, the, you were hopefully a little bit more refreshed when you arrived in that particular case. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they the window seat and then I had the aisle seat. Right. They gave us pillows and they gave us blankets. So it was, it was, it was comfortable. It was, it was, it was nice. Okay. It and the meals were okay? The meals were good. They were okay. I mean, we just, they were, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had chicken and pasta. Chicken and pasta. For the meals. And I'll share some stuff with you if you want to know more about that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, so you're arriving directly in Barcelona. So there's no pre-vacation destination. You end flying to somewhere else, spend time there, and then go over to Barcelona after that. Nope. It was directly to Barcelona. Okay. And uh, you guys got a hotel. You got an Airbnb. What was the situation as far as the accommodations went? So we went with Grand Derby. And I was back to back up just a little bit. This is one of the two times that we used the travel agent. And we used yeah. a travel agent that the existing person were already utilizing. And she was wonderful. So it was a hotel and flight all together. They had already picked the, the, the hotel, which was Derby Hotel Collection, which was wonderful. It was modern. It was chic. It was clean. It, it was wonderful. So, yes, we did go with the hotel. Um, and we went there straight to the airport. Yeah. But the hotel was wonderful. And I believe there are multiple locations. Um, you about something else unrelated to your vacation but related to Barcelona specifically when I went there a couple of years ago the there was this big separatist movement to want to get away from Spain altogether to go and become the entire um, uh, like the, they were they were going by the name the Catalonian government at that point so they were trying to separate and you'll sometimes see like flags that were being flown in certain areas that are all yellow and re- yellow and red <clears throat> and stuff like that. Did you guys see anything like that? Or did you hear about any protests that were going on? We did the one day. One day. When I was with the bird. We were, um, we were in a, uh, I, I don't know if you want to say the name of the location. It was just where we took the, it was in like the middle of the city and like a train, uh, a big train, uh, train stop, but they were protesting. Mm. Um, 
uh, in the street. Yeah. But the, the protest wasn't like protest in, in the United States, more or less. It was, it was really uh, nice and pleasant. You know, they really weren't having issues with the police. So it was a, it, they were, it was a protest. We did see, witness a protest. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I thought, I thought that was kind of cool. I remember when I was there, we had we had protests that day when we were there, when we arrived. And you're absolutely right. It wasn't violent or anything like that, but they were banging pots and pans in the evening sometimes and stuff like that. So it was like, they definitely wanted to get your attention. But it was it was very peaceful and they were definitely en route to what they what their goals were. And so I was really excited about that. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm always I'm always curious for people that travel to Barcelona if that took you off your schedule or if that was a little bit scary for you or anything like that. I, I, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. So we experienced the Baltimore riots a couple years ago. Mm. They weren't riots, but it was definitely a difference between what happened in Baltimore and what was going on in Spain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. And how long were you going to be there for, by the way? Uh, five days. Five days, four nights. Five days, four nights. Okay. You're Okay, so... Uh, now what I would like to do is let's talk a little bit about the itinerary. This is where I'm going to let you guys kind of take over a little bit. Uh, tell me a little bit about day by day what you guys ended up doing. So we go places for four days and we do 40 things. So I attribute that all to my husband. So I want to say we got there the next day, which would have been maybe Thursday morning. We went straight to the hotel and then we went to a lounge. So maybe kind of map out all the things that we set up to do, what we actually did. Um, it was amazing. So I like to do a little research before we travel to see, to see what's going on in, in the area we're traveling to in the city. Um, I usually try to book or at least do research about different places that we can book excursions online or, or different tours. And, um, you know, the first thing that, that stood out to us was the Grotto Familia, mm -hmm. the Catholic Church. Um, but the website that we for uh, the Spain trip was Get Your Guide, and uh, the prices seem pretty reasonable. Um, I'm sorry, what's it called? I'm, what, what, I'm sorry, what's it called again? Get Your Guide? Get Your Guide. Okay. Oh, Get Your Guide. Okay, cool. Yeah, get, GetYourGuide.com. Okay, perfect. So what I'll do, so what I'll do um, in this case, because we're staying in a city, and I didn't think that they would have a, a concierge that was offering excursions at the hotel, which they didn't have, um, I'll try to compare notes uh, between what I saw online and what I when I talk to people there, what they're saying. Um, and fortunately for us, we, we met a nice lady at a bar next to the hotel, and she told us, she confirmed a lot of the places that I was talking about that I saw online. And she was saying, yes, you need to check out this, you should check out that. You know, we, we try to ask a lot of the locals in the city versus um, – Maybe when you go to uh, a place like uh, in the Caribbean where there are a lot of resorts, they, they try to take you directly to the, uh, the excursion area or, or, or the activity that you're going to be doing and bring you straight back. This one was a little bit more loose as far as the uh, schedule and uh, the time we had because we wanted to explore the city because Barcelona is a huge city. So we just wanted to see the attractions and then compare the price online to, to doing some of those things. So. Uh, between getyourguide.com and talking to the people, um, the, the particular, her name was Nina. She was a relationship <laughs> Yeah, she owned three bars. She was great. 
Um, she owned three bars in Barcelona. She had been in Barcelona. She lived in Barcelona for the past 15 years, and she was uh, giving us an idea of what we should see. Um, and she was really helpful. But you know, we have different people around the city. Um, can so I would, can I interrupt for just one second? Um, yeah. Was there now when I went a few years ago? I really did not have a language barrier at all. I, even though Spanish is the primary language there, a lot of people spoke both Spanish and English fluently, or that was what my impression was. Did you guys have the similar impression? Yeah, absolutely. Um, most of the places we went, uh, they, they spoke uh, English, especially not, not as much the, the cab drivers, but if we in the, in the hotel lobby uh, and the different um, restaurants and stores we went to, Many of the people from different countries. A lot of the people we met were from the Philippines or were from Dominican Republic. We met a lady from Cuba. Uh, met a guy from Argentina. Met another lady from Poland. So you know, I, I like to talk to people when I go out to travel. I, you know, I'm, I can be a talker sometimes. So um, most of the people we, we spoke to were able to speak English and give, give us an idea of what to do. Awesome. Could you let me know where we went the first night if we got lost in Spain? Or where would we attempted to go? Well, <laughs> the first night we were trying to um, ride the bus in Spain, and mm-hmm. that's still kind of funny. Um, so it's not like a cab. You can get in a cab and you can tell somebody directly where you're going. It was where there was a group of nine of us, uh, you know, all English speaking, getting on the public transportation on a bus and saying, you know, we were, in, and I guess we were kind of being like obnoxious Americans or loud Americans, or, I don't know, because we say, hey, we're trying to get to such and such. Um, and he's like, all right, you got to take this bus and get on the next one. Mm. And I'm asking the bus driver, I'm trying to get a tour of the city on the bus, on public transportation. <laughs> where I'm trying to get to this area. So he dropped us off in the area of, uh, we were trying to get to live Barcelona, where the beach and the restaurants and the clubs are. Oh, yeah. And he dropped us off in the neighborhood uh, of La Barcelona, but not at the, the main touristy place we were trying to get to. Hmm. So we had to kind of backtrack to get there, but we walked probably about eight blocks that first night. And uh, <laughs> they were they were getting a little nervous because we were going through a few neighborhoods. Back alleys. <laughs> <coming> out. <laughs> um, and, and it was kind of funny. It was a few dogs off the leash running around, and people were, you know, just kind of wandering around. There wasn't a lot of lighting in some of the places we went, so they were getting a little nervous, but I felt fun. You know what? Oh, one of the, the, when I was there, the gentleman who I spoke with had talked to me about crime statistics because I was really a little bit concerned about, okay, I'm in a, I'm in a foreign country. I don't know that much about this place. Um, You know, what kind of crimes are they deal with? Because I think a few years ago, there was a terrorism attack that was on their subway system on their tube. And so I, so I asked him, I said, you know, what kind, what kind of, how would you rate the, the crime here? And he's like, I know the crime statistics like the back of my hand. We have no guns here at all. So first off, right. feel very safe about that. The worst thing he's ever heard of is a person getting stabbed. And that was like years ago. He's like, most of the time, it's usually just people who are drunk that'll get into fights and stuff like that. But that's pretty much about it. I mean, yeah. the safety factors there. I'm, I'm told, and actually after he told me that, I kind of felt it. I didn't feel in danger at any time when I was walking around, even at night. Yeah, no, neither did I. Um, they're just, you know, when you travel with a group of people, we're from um, the, the Baltimore area. Uh, I'm not from Baltimore, I'm from Baltimore, but, you know, my wife and some of my friends are from Baltimore, Baltimore City, so they're, uh, they're a little leery of some situation, but I'm like, this is definitely 
So, All right, so um, you get lost so one night. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what's on your agenda the next day? The next day we got up and then oh, we went to the market. We went to the market. The first thing we did was went to, um, I forget the, what was the name of that market we went to? It's on my phone. Um, we went to this famous market that they, went, they wanted us to check out. They told us it was a good place to go and kind of see the food. Oh, is it the tapas? The, the, it's like a street where they do different like tapas and stuff like that. Yes, but there's there's one main market where they serve like fresh fruit and there's like seafood and, and different things out there. I know what you're talking um, about. It's like a canopy place and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I, I know what you're talking. About. I don't need the name of it myself either, but it's it looked really great. We went by it one time. What was it? No, she's trying to look it up on her phone um, <laughs> to find the name of it. It was a from, remember it was from a museum we went to, the erotica. <laughs> oh dear. Across the street from the market, okay. there, there was a, uh, a a museum that had the history of, of uh, uh, I, I don't want to say porn, but there had like, well, a, you know, an erotic museum. I will say this, and this goes out to my students. When you go yeah. to different places, you're going to get a, a lesson in culture, and sometimes that will include things that we're not necessarily comfortable here in the United States. For example, I've been to Amsterdam a few times and specifically when you go to the red light district, you get to see people standing in the window naked. I mean, it's just, yeah. it is what it is. So yes, there was a, there was a, um, an erratic museum across from the market. So after we ate and, uh, you know, got why not? Well, yeah, we said, we said, Hey, Here 
everything state. So there they, you know, no metal detectors, just walk right in and this place is jam packed with people having a good time and drinking yeah. and enjoying themselves on the beach. So we, to, we have fun. We went to two restaurants. One was a sushi spot near the OPM. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, there was, was one place, the place that they went, they wanted to go get like steak and something. We went to a sushi spot. Okay. And it's right next to a, uh, at La, Bar- La Barcelona, there's a casino, um, there's restaurants, there's clubs, so there are all these things going on there. So we like, okay, this is kind of where the nightlife is. Did, that's what we stay Did you happen to, while you were there, did you happen to try any uh, paella at all, which is one of their local yeah. dishes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, delicious. Just about every day. Spain is even though they're on the euro, a lot of the services and a lot of the merchandise that you can get there is a lot less expensive than other places yeah. in the European Union. Um, it's just, right. it's just a lot of the actually that's the same with a lot of the locations in the southern European area. So like when you get to like Italy, when you get to Spain, Portugal, they're not that expensive, even though all of them are on the euro. It's just because of the manufacturing of the goods and services that they have. It tends not to be that expensive, for the most part. Right. Right. So yeah, even though we were on the euro, things weren't super expensive. I mean, in comparison, I mean, you could still go out and have a nice dinner for maybe about um, if it would it would have it came to uh, maybe like eighty six euros, which would equate to about a, a little over hundred dollars uh, U.S. Yeah. Now, apart <laughs> from La Sagrada Familia. Did you guys go to any other Gaudi stuff while you were there? Because I know I went to Park Guar uh, while I was there, um, and yeah. there was an apartment building I went to as well that was also done by Gaudi. Yeah, we went to his apartment building. Uh, we took a bike. So let me back up. The first thing we went to Sagrada Familia. We went to a church in the uh, Mount Tibidabo, which is which is on the uh, it's on a mountain overlooking Spain. Oh, nice. And we put there for one day. They have like an amusement park up there. Um, there's like a cafe and a wine. So we took a bus up the mountain. We were trying to take the um, the air tram right. up there, but it wasn't working. So we took a bus up there instead. Now that day, it got cold on the, on the mountain. So sure. <laughs> yeah, it was very cold. We had to park the car. It was very cold. Brought that a feminine scarf on. It was And it made his eyes pop. It's as cold as it was. I didn't care what it was. I just, I needed the scarf. So we get up to this, to this mountain. That's the church we went to. Um, on, on Tibidabo, and uh, we go in this church. It's big because uh, Catholic, Catholic, the Catholic church is like the big, the big uh, religion there. It's like mm-hmm. most people are Catholic that are Christian. So go to the church. There's a huge Ferris wheel up there. Uh, again, it's like an amusement park, and then we do 
there. Um, and then we kind of hang out. Then we come back. And every night when we get back to the hotel, we, um, you know, we, we kind of drank and talked about the day and then just hung out in our room and played some music. And that was, well, that, the speaker is another thing I packed for the hotel. Uh, so we enjoyed that. Wireless? Um, oh, like wireless or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bluetooth? Okay. Perfect. I had to take it out of my um, bag every every time we you know, went to the airport, like a laptop. But yeah, where I'm, uh, a wireless speaker is a necessity for me now when I'm traveling. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And everywhere we went, we took a after the first day we did the bus, mm-hmm. and we did end up. And I, if I thought about this, we would do it differently. We got everybody got a ten dollar bus card, mm-hmm. but after the first trip on the bus, we didn't go back to the bus card. Yeah, we just got a soon but i do want to touch base on a couple of the other places that you may have gone over the next couple of days uh mm-hmm. where, where were you at next uh so after sagrada familia we went to where is it that's the restaurant after the bike tour and then after the picture that he used oh right so he gave us so uh one day we did tibidabo we did another day we did a market and a club mm-hmm. Uh, one day we did Sagrada Familia, mm-hmm. um, and then we kind of walked around. And the next day, we went back to Sagrada Familia and did a bike tour from Sagrada Familia down to La Barceloneta. So it's basically from the middle of the city down to the beach, to the Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. And then we got out there in La Barceloneta uh, and, and ate at another like, seafood restaurant that night. Um, and then we enjoyed ourselves. That was pretty much the four days we were there. Nice. So we did, did something. Uh, but because we were, um, you know, we wouldn't go to bed until about 2 or 3 in the morning that night. <laughs> we found ourselves getting our day started about 10, 10 o'clock. So I, we were, I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were able to do one tour a day. Um, but um, that was it. And then we left. Um, our friends stayed for one more day. And they, they wanted to go in the park well. Um, mm. And seeing some of the the Gaudi uh, sculptures and stuff like that, yeah, in his house. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's it's beautiful. Do you guys think you would want to go back? Definitely, definitely. Um, it, it, it's definitely a place I'd like to go back and visit again. We were trying to either go to Madrid when we were there, um, 
we could have took the speed train for it would have been an hour and a half. I think a regular train was three hours. Yeah. And then we were also thinking about going to Morocco because they said we could catch um, a ferry or travel, um, take a boat over to Morocco, but we weren't able to do that either. Yeah. I think when we got there, uh, we just wanted to make sure we did everything in Spain because it was right there in front of us that we uh, we decided that we maybe do those another time. Well, so give, yeah. It's going to give you an opportunity to go back. If you're, if you're interested in going back, I mean, you're going to have all those things that are going to come up anyways. And it sounds like you really enjoyed your time while you were there. We did. And as you mentioned, the guy that wanted us to go utilize the services, and we actually did follow up and go back, that worked out well. You want to talk about the guy with the bracelet? That was the only experience that we had with aggressiveness. Oh, was there a guy, like, trying to hawk, like, his wares and say, basically, like, Oh, my family is, you know, whatever, and trying to give yeah. stuff to you and like expecting to get stuff in return. Yep. Right. That is a so, very, very common thing across all of Europe. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's very common. Students, if you're watching, I'm telling you, if someone approaches you with a great life story and says, "Oh my gosh, I just had this, I had this, had this baby. I'm so proud. I'm so happy. You know, I just want to share my happiness with everybody." and you know, here, take my bracelet and, and, and just enjoy yourselves. And by the way, you know, if, if you could spare anything for me and my family and stuff like that, that's, that's when you, you know you've been set up. So yeah. just yeah. be careful. It's the same script everywhere you go over there. So believe me when I say they are aggressive. <laughs> so. that, was, that, was, that was the only time that happened. It was a guy, yeah, he gave me a bracelet. Um, he said, here, take this bracelet. It's no money. It actually happened to myself and, and my other friends. I felt kind of bad. He was like, oh, just whatever you have, whatever you have. So I had, um, uh, I guess the uh, the euro, they had those in coins. Right. A dollar <laughs> is, is basically a coin in, 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 in the euro. So my wife gave me like two euros. <laughs> and they looked at him like, really? Because I told him what he gave me. I, and that's what I said. I don't have any cash on me. He said, oh, man, no matter. And then he, he gave me the bracelet. He gave me another bracelet. I said, okay, you know what? Don't don't feel bad. They got a billion bracelets in their back pocket, so don't feel bad about it. (laughs) But one thing we didn't express, I think everybody told us to look out for the pickpockets. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you come home on Air Canada as well? We did. Okay, perfect. And the flight home was pretty good? No major problems at all with, like, passport nope. control or anything like that? No, it seemed a lot longer, but I guess we were coming back to reality. But no, <laughs> it was comfortable. The food was good. It was, seemed like a lot more food. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like they fed us a little bit more on the way back than they did go. Oh, I was going to actually ask you about that. So do you, have you, see, I have global entry, which is, which is something very similar to TSA pre-check. It just allows you to kind of go through passport control a little bit faster. Did you guys have anything like that when you were coming through or did you like the mobile passport? Um, 
My wife have a, might have a little bit more input on that. No, we had no problems. I'm very frugal, so I have not made arrangements to, to pay for either or. But <laughs> we didn't have any problems. But I'll also say this. We pack very light. We did, my husband's from the military, so we do the military role. We never check bags at all. We just be gone for 10 days or two days. Yeah. Um, but I think the only thing I had to pull out my work phone, you had to pull out your laptop. But we had no problems with the kiosk at all. Okay. for that thing uh, so what exactly are, would you say are the pros of going to a place like to like barcelona some like really it sounds like if you if you're connecting with people over there they're going to bend over backwards to really do some amazing stuff for you yes yes and we did find that with the people you know 
in a restaurant. He doesn't have to do that. So uh, we thought that was really nice that they reached out, ordered a, ordered a game for us. And we told him that we would be kind of loud because, you know, we, we're, we're Ravens fans. I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan and a Ravens fan, but we are Ravens fans, so we're going to be kind of loud. He said, oh, no, that's no problem. Uh, you know, come and enjoy it. And, and we did. And then and another couple actually came in from Florida and watched some of the game with us. So we had a great time. Oh, good. Um, now, Keisha, since you were the one who mentioned earlier that you were a little bit more frugal, um, any type of like value savings, um, special things that you can share with my students? Uh, did you go through like when you were pricing the trip? Did you guys go on like a uh, like I know you went through a travel agent, but I was wondering, did you did you plan anything else out uh, without the travel agent? Well, probably just largely did that with the excursion. I did, though, price the hotel as well as the flight just to compare what the travel agent was saying. Yeah. So I would definitely do that. Um, but I think that was the only other thing. We really didn't do a lot of shopping. Um, we really did things that, that focused on the experience versus things. We really focused on trying different things versus what we typically eat here. Um, that was really it. Excursions, just different things. Um, we didn't really buy things. We just experienced different things. Um, though it was the Catholic culture, we did take pride in our religious beliefs within the, the culture. Um, I would maximize on all the things that are free. So a lot of things that we did, there was a fee, but there's other things that were free to just like saying, we took advantage of that as well. Um, yeah. Right. We did a lot of sharing of the meal. Oh. Um, so Oh, of course. <laughs> Yeah, but it was really good. But I did do price comparisons with the flight. For example, our friends who had already booked were going to Dulles for like $50 cheaper. And when I did the cross comparison, it wasn't worth the aggravation. And the flights yeah. were still at a good rate at BWI. Yeah. Um, if and when you can. I would probably do the bus more. That was a little bit cheaper. But because it was nine of us, it was just less stressful to do, um, you know, the cabs because they're all ordered and you're just one behind the other. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, it, it was it was really, really, really good. I will say though it was a little bit cheap or less expensive. We kept on flying the card and once you added everything up, you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So uh, right, things aren't expensive, but you take a cab there, yeah. you take a cab back, you do that two or three times in a day, plus everything you're doing in between. That can it can start to rack up that way. I will say there were a million scooters around the city, um, you know, just from different people. Uh, I guess. Hi. Really this. Oh, this is our daughter. Come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is Daddy's friend. He's the professor of travel. Hey, how you doing? Right there. Right there. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what do we go to Spain after? Tell him what we did the day after my birthday. <laughs> well, happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> well, with that being said, I'm going to let you guys go. Again, I want to thank so very much, Keisha, Roger, thank you so very much for your time. Again, to my students, um, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube or you're watching the video, definitely hit the bell in order to get notifications. Definitely hit the like button and subscribe. If you're getting this on podcast, please give me a five-star rating if you can. I mean, well, just don't give me a five-star rating, but give me the rating that you think I deserve. I appreciate it. Um, I hope this has been entertaining for you. And at, 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 at all times, you know, if you have any questions or comments, please send me an email at scott at theprofessortravel.com. In the meantime, make every day a travel adventure. 
Take care, students. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting The Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with The Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.